This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi friends, this is Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind, and I am here answering readers' questions, and today I have a question from Alex. Alex says, hey Annie, just started listening to your audiobook. I'm not all the way through, but I wanted to reach out and ask you if you have any specific tips on the following that I can implement immediately. Having that same level of camaraderie with people that goes along with going out for a drink when you're not drinking, and reaching that same level of fun conversation that happens after a couple of drinks. So Alex, this is a great question because I think it is one of the most terrifying things about giving up alcohol is we are such social people. We're just wired that way. We're meant to be in relationship with other people. We're meant to be social with other people, to have fun with other people. You know, all sorts of studies show that tons of negative things come from separation from other people. So the idea of not having that level of camaraderie Um, if alcohol is not involved, is really terrifying. So first of all, I want to talk about this in a bunch of different ways. I think we all long for connection and conversation, and we long to talk about deep, important stuff. We long to talk about funny stuff. We long to be able to let our guard down so that we can say things that are just like a little bit over the line or maybe we wouldn't before. Um, And a lot of that comes with this liquid courage of having something in our hand. We think, okay, that's when this happens. And since I stopped drinking, you know, I was definitely afraid of this, but I went into it with this attitude that like, look, I remember that I used to be able to have phenomenal conversations. I mean, I remember amazing friends and laughing before I ever drank. And that's got to still be in me. And sure enough, it was still in me. But occasionally when you get to a barbecue or something and people haven't kind of had a few drinks, they aren't as forthcoming. So often I would have to sort of wait it out until other people kind of got a little bit of, you know, the perception of, okay, now I've had a few, now I can let loose a little bit. And then it was amazing what would happen because me without drinking would be right in there. The only difference really was that I was ready to kind of have that type of conversation when I first showed up. And other people took a little bit because they were still so reliant on, oh, well, it's not time yet. I need to loosen up. And and I think that so much of that is what we expect. And so much of it is placebo. And if I had a lab and if I could find a way to do this, I would absolutely love to study how much of the effect of drinking and loosening up is really placebo. I remember feeling relief, feeling better, reaching for the bottle of wine, ordering the glass of wine, you know, opening the bottle of wine well before I ever took a sip. And I think tons of people I've talked to report the same thing. And so, so often just the idea that you're all sitting down, the idea that you're having a drink brings that camaraderie, brings that fun. And the alcohol doesn't actually have as much to do with it as we expect. So I would encourage you to really be mindful, like notice what's happening. When does that conversation start? You know, when also does it get dumb? Because alcohol does make even the best conversations and the funniest, smartest people, you know, when they've had too much, not as fun. And and just notice how you um, how you feel and what you've noticed around yourself, because I think that so much of it is in our minds. And I'm going to give you an example of a study that was done, and it's not alcohol related, but there's so many studies like this, and I just want to pick one um, that is so profound in the fact that how we expect things to 
come out, what we expect to happen changes our perception of it incredibly dramatically. So there is a psychologist, her name is Aliyah Crum, and she is at the University of Stanford. And she did a study where she took two groups of people, brought them into a lab, and she gave one group of people a milkshake. It was labeled 380-calorie milkshake. They had to fast for 12 hours before, and they had to drink this milkshake. She gave another group of people a 160-calorie kind of skinny shake. They had to fast for two hours before, and then they had to drink this milkshake. And both groups were hooked up to blood monitors that were monitoring, monitoring what was going on in their digestive tracts. And the group that drank the 380-calorie milkshake had a um, their what's called ghrelin, which is like a, I guess it's um, a digestive enzyme. It went down, and when it goes down, that means you feel, feel full. And when it goes up, it means you start looking for a snack. So this ghrelin, it actually regulates your hunger. And so when your ghrelin goes down, that means you feel full, you are satiated, you don't need more food. When it doesn't go up, um, when it doesn't go down, you know, you're looking for a snack. So as you would expect, the people who drank the 380-calorie milkshake, their ghrelin went down. The people who drank the 140-calorie milkshake, it didn't change that much. And this was actual blood tests. This is in their blood it was being monitored. Now the kicker is these milkshakes were both <laughs> both 200 calorie milkshakes. So there wasn't any difference in the actual milkshake that was given and because the people believed they were having a really high calorie milkshake with a lot of calories, their blood changed to tell them that they were full. And the people who believed they were having a skinny milkshake, their blood did not change. And that was in a lab. So what we believe changes our physiology. I mean, it changes our blood. It changes our emotions. And so if you go into a conversation expecting that, oh, I'm not going to have a good time. I'm not going to have that same level of camaraderie because I'm not drinking. That's what's going to happen. But equally, if you realize, and you don't have to be tricked into realizing it. That's the amazing thing, is they've done all sorts of studies on placebo. Placebos work when people are told it's a placebo. So if I tell you your, your cranberry juice is going to make you feel amazing, but it's going to be a placebo, it still works because it's about your perspective. And so I think, you know, during your first few times, you're going to be nervous and that's okay, but use those nerves, you know, with the feeling in your stomach, the heart beating, okay, what's this going to be like? Like, use that. That's an amazing feeling that your body does naturally to give you excitement, to give you focus, to make you more alert, to make you more engaged in conversation, and just make a commitment to yourself to be really present for the people around you, present in the conversation, not in your mind pining over a drink. Make a commitment to be present, looking at people, asking questions, you know, really being there for other people. And I promise you will be incredibly surprised by how much fun you really do have because the alcohol, so much of it is truly placebo. Um, and we just all long for this connection and it's so important. So don't let not drinking steal it from you because the truth is that deep funny, sober, connecting conversations, they're actually so much more profound than when you were a little bit tipsy or a little bit drunk because you remember them, because you are fully present, because you're completely there, because your deep belly laugh is honest and real and it's not coming from anything changing in your brain. And um, I just wish you the best of luck. I think it's going to be a really fun and exciting thing to realize, a really liberating, enlightening, empowering thing, one of the best things that's ever happened to me to realize 
Wow, you know, all that, that camaraderie, that fun, that having a good time, it's all inside of me. And the best part is that then when people see that you aren't drinking, that you're living out the fact that this is a myth, that alcohol isn't needed to have a good time, it isn't needed to have great conversation, people see that in you and that is incredibly powerful and it has a really beautiful, peaceful ripple effect among your friends. So thank you so much. Really great question, Alex. And again, this is Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind. You can download the first pages of my book free at thisnakedmind.com. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.